and welcome everybody to the Pac-Man Podcast. Patriotic American citizen, I'm Ted Flint on the BMG Network. We begin with a just a horrific story out of Buffalo. I want to mention this uh, this Buffalo shooter, 10 people dead, three others injured, self-identified white supremacist, and you can almost hear the media. If I were to watch MSNBC and CNN, which I don't, they're already saying he's probably somebody who uh, voted for Donald Trump, or would if he could. But you know something? Despite what you're hearing, and some of the left-wing media has already put out there that this guy uh, is is a right-winger. I'm reading a piece here by uh, Todd Houston, Warner Todd Houston, in the Western Journal, and this killer was not a conser- is not a conservative. He hated Fox News, hated Greg Gutfeld and Ben Shapiro and Rupert Murdoch. He's not a conservative, as the left would have you believe. He's a white supremacist. Anyway, he walks into this uh, tops-friendly market, predominantly black neighborhood in Buffalo, and he opened fire, killing 10 people. And these people, I didn't know them, but I interviewed an assemblyman today from Western New York, and he said these people, and he's very familiar with the area, predominantly black area, the people are good people, salt-of-the-earth people. They live in a high-crime area through no fault of their own, but they're good, solid people. They just wanted to live their lives. They're shopping probably looking for some steaks or some ribs to grill out. I know I would be. And their lives were just snuffed out like that by this this dirtbag. Excuse my expression. Now, he should go through the court process, the criminal justice system. If he's tried and convicted, he should be put to death. At least he'll have a trial, which is more than he gave his victims. He didn't give them a chance, just opened up fire. But, I, you know, I'm going to be spread out all over the place on this. There's so much uh, on this story that is is disturbing because these left-leaning Twitter people are out there saying that he, uh, you know, he used to watch Fox News and he got his cues from Tucker Carlson and all this other nonsense. The suspect openly hated all the conservatives the media wants to blame as a motivation for the crime. This guy did the work of his father, the devil. That's all there is to it. That, that's what's going on. Try him in a court of law, then, then off with him. But the race hustlers are already doing what they do. I heard Al Sharpton made a comment. The race hustlers are trying to say the murders were racially motivated. Now, he did utter some racial epithets when he opened fire. I'm not saying they weren't racially motivated. But nobody knows really why he would travel to Buffalo. He's not from Buffalo. He's from Conklin, New York, this 18-year-old. Peyton Genron, or Genron from Conklin, which is in the southern tier. So he had to travel about three and a half hours to get to Buffalo. And he entered the store. He's wearing military-styled gear, opened up with a, uh, opened up fire with a rifle. He yelled racial epithets. And uh, it's a racially motivated, violent act of extremism is what the police are calling it. Violent extremism. That's a term coined by Obama's Justice Department and law enforcement agencies because they didn't want to say radical Islamists. They didn't want to be politically incorrect. So they coined this term violent extremist or violent extremism. But he had a helmet, helmet cam on his head and he began streaming the shooting live on the streaming platform Twitch for for several minutes before the the site shut down the, the live feed. There's no motive being speculated, but everybody's blaming Tucker Carlson and Fox and, and, and Greg Gutfeld. You know, the feds had this guy on their radar for a long time. He threatened to shoot up a school last year. So they knew about him. And they had their eyes on him, but they, they failed. 
federal law enforcement failed in this instance. And we already have red flag laws here in New York State. They're not going to protect us. You know, as, when this story broke, I thought to myself, these people were just out shopping, and this uh, this punk comes in and takes their lives, just snuffs out their lives and r- destroys families. Those families will never, ever be the same. And it's not the police's job to protect you and to protect me. We're ultimately responsible for our own safety and the safety of our family and friends or family. We're responsible for our own safety, not police. They'll be around later to assign blame and write tickets and everything. And this is not to, and I love the police. I, I support, I back the blue all the way. But we have this, this notion, I think, a lot of us, that the police are going to be here to protect us. They can't be. It's impossible, physically impossible, for police to protect everybody in New York State. I mean, it's, you know, for, for New York State police and for law enforcement across the country, the, the same holds true. We are ultimately responsible. That's why we have a Second Amendment. But again, I'm jumping around here. I'm digressing. These Twitter people, I'm looking at some of these Twitter accounts that claim that Tucker Carlson and Fox News have more blood on their hands. Who said that? Oh, former Obama press secretary Joe Lockhart. Figures. He blamed, uh, everybody wants to blame Tucker Carlson. He's striking a nerve. He's great, Tucker Carlson. But they're blaming him. More blood on the hands of Tucker Carlson and the Fox News this killer used their racist talking points to justify killing 10 people. Carlson won't stop because, as he explained to the New York Times, it's good for ratings. Lives be damned, as Carlson will be on Judgment Day. That's what this uh, Lockhart wrote back on May 14th. That was like less than a half hour after the shooting was reported. They don't care about the loss of life. They care about going after conservatives. And I can almost hear the arguments in the assembly which I will hear in a couple of days when the Democrats are done crafting an anti-gun bill, which I'm, I'm sure they're doing right now as we're speaking. They're crafting, so well, it's already, it's Wednesday as you're hearing this. They'll come up with an a anti-gun bill either this week or early next week to address this, uh, these shootings in, in Buffalo. The heart of man is desperately wicked. Who can know it? It says in Jeremiah in the Old Testament. It's an act of evil, pure and simple. No amount of gun control would, would ever stop a shooting or shootings such as this. It's, it's impossible. I'm not going to, I'm looking at some other tweets from these left wingers. Some left wing Twitter influencer, so called, Majid Pedellin, of course, who tweets as Brooklyn dad defiant. He also blamed uh, Carlson and Fox. But this guy, he's, he's self identified, he, he claimed he's an authoritarian left winger that he hates Christianity. Well, he would have to, to do what he did. No Christian walks in and, and guns down 10 people. And he also said he was interested in green nationalism, whatever that is. See, these communists in the environmental movement, they're the ones influencing people like this. Obviously, this kid's not wrapped too tightly. But, you know, I I could go off on this for 15 or 20 minutes. I, I just know that the left is going to turn this tragedy into a, a series of... Uh, anti-gun bills, anti-gun legislation, anti-gun rhetoric, because they're trying to pursue an agenda. People aren't out across America uh, clamoring for more gun control laws. We don't need additional gun control laws. We need the laws that are already on the books to be enforced. That's what we need. Now we're going to hear about all these mass shootings. There was another shooting in California. This guy opens up fire during a lunch reception at a Southern California church. But he was detained by parishioners. They tied him up. 
some kind of piano wire or something. And the, you know, these people were obviously were brave and were, were heroic. One person was killed, four others critically wounded in this shooting at Geneva Presbyterian Church in the city of Laguna Woods in Orange County, California. Suspect, Asian, in his 60s, was in custody. Deputies recovered two handguns at the scene. A motive for the shooting not immediately known, but investigators do not believe the gunman lives in the community. So he traveled as well to do his dastardly deed. And the majority of those inside the church, I'm reading here on Newsmax, were believed to be of Taiwanese descent. Between 30 and 40 people were gathered for lunch after a morning church service when the gunfire erupted shortly after 1.30 in the afternoon. But I guess parishioners got down. They should have beat the stuffings out of this guy, but they they hogtied him, basically, and had him in custody. They, they, they took care of business on their own. They didn't wait for police to show up. They took care of business. That's in California. And you're going to be hearing about more shootings of this, of this nature, unfortunately. They happen all the time. But the media will try to turn it into, like, this is like a, an epidemic we have to stem. In the epidemic, the, the problem is guns, not the people holding them. It's not, the, it's not the weapon, it's the person. It's the heart of the person holding the weapon. That's really the issue here. All right, I want to talk a little bit about uh, this, uh, these shots we're getting. These COVID vaccines, which not, are really not vaccines at all. They're just shots, as I pointed out before. There's a piece here. I got this off of um, the Epic Times by Joseph Marola. And this is, this is a big story. There is no other vaccine in which such a high percentage of people fail to complete a two-dose series. And it's even worse for the booster. People are finally beginning to put two and two together. They're connecting the dots and they, they've said enough's enough with this. Enough with the threats to our way of life, threatening my job if I don't get boosted. Enough with the propaganda. The New York Times provides daily updates from the CDC on the numbers of people vaccinated. But if you want to believe the CDC, that's your business. I don't believe anything the CDC says. But these are the official numbers from the CDC. And it's possible that even the, un the numbers of the unvaccinated or partially vaccinated are even higher than these numbers I'm about to give you. 257.6 million, a total of 334 million Americans, got at least one dose of vaccine. That's 77% of the country. At least one dose. If you remove children up to the age of four, it is 82% of those eligible by age for the vaccine. So, I mean, a, a large majority of the American people went along initially with the vaccine program. I, I'm uh, vaccinated. I got two, two vaccine or uh, two shots, I should say. I got the first shot and then the follow-up. I'm not boosted, nor will I be. A surprising 15% of the initially vaccinated and 11% of all Americans never went back for their second shots. I mean, it's, that's telling. There is no other vaccine in which such a high percentage fail to complete a two-dose series. So if you add together the 18% who refused any shot and the 11% of all Americans who refused to complete the initial series, you're up to 29% vaccine refusers and ex-vaxxers who did not get fully vaccinated, to use the CDC's own terminology. And that's telling. People have had enough of this. You know, I've, I'm sure you've heard about this over the weekend. There was a story, I think, uh, 
The state health department here in New York is urging people to wear masks indoors. They're recommending masks indoors. They're not requiring it. They're not mandating it because people are not going to follow the mandates. We've been down that road. And I know some people who've contracted the virus, friends of my wife. People are sick. They're going to get it. I mean, it's a virus. Everybody, We're all going to have to get this at some point. I'm a believer in that, that we'll build our own immunity through uh, becoming becoming contaminated with it. That's how it works. And if you get a vaccine against it, like the, the flu vaccines every year, they're not 100%. Some are 50%. Some some years, it's 20%. So I'm not saying that the, vac- the shots don't provide some protection, but they're not a panacea. But I'm getting sidetracked again. The CDC reports that about 100.5 million fully vaccinated people have received an additional vaccine dose or a booster, the highest level of protection against the virus. Now, let's look at how many Americans went along with a booster dose. Only 100.5 million Americans took that first booster, about 30% of Americans, according to the CDC. But let's go along with the CDC and the New York Times and use 30% or the 100.5 million people as our boosted number. How many people took the first two shots, or one if they got the J&J, and refused the booster? Well, I'm, I'm in that 36% of Americans who said, no, nah, no more. I took two shots. I'm not going through with the booster. They, we went through with the initial series and uh, refused the booster. Add 36% to the 18% who refused all and add 11% who refused the second shot. And now you have 65% of the country that said no more. You keeping track of this? Because there's going to be a test on this afterwards. And the reason I think that this is happening is because there's a freedom of information here in this country, still freedom of information. Twitter and, well, maybe now it'll be different under uh, Elon Musk, but there's a, there's so many different areas in which you can get your, your, your information. We have access to different points of view. That's a good thing. The left would have us, would have, would shut down all avenues of, uh, of thought that doesn't mesh with what they're putting out there. They have their agenda, and if you diverge from their agenda at all, they want to shut you down. They want to shut down the information. We need more information, not, not, not less of it. But, I mean, these unprecedented threats, as I said, of employment and educational loss, if, if you're unvaccinated. My, my daughter uh, has not gotten the booster shot, and now she's being threatened with uh, being kicked out of school if she doesn't get her booster. So we're trying to weigh our options and maybe go a different direction. But most people have enough common sense to know it's not right to get injected every few months. It's not good for your body. Now, my daughter explains this on one of her podcasts. She's a pre-med student, and she knows far more about this than I do. It's not good, and I'm not a doctor or a medical person, but I know enough, I have enough common sense to know that if you put all these vaccines or these shots into your body, it can't be good. I'm Ted Flint, and that's about going to wrap things up. Don't forget, if you like this program, please hit like, hit subscribe, and leave us a comment in the comment section. And uh, and make sure you share on Facebook and on social media. We'll get into this uh, for the weekend show, possibly, but these, these synthetic mRNA vaccines, they suppress the immune systems. They uh, possibly lead to, to cancer, blood clots, fertility issues, and spontaneous abortions. That's according to Dr. Robert Malone, who's written extensively on this. The media hates Robert Malone and Peter McCullough. Peter McCullough is a cardiologist, one of the leading cardiologists in the country. Malone has written extensively on this, and he's done a lot of research. He he invented 
the technology that led to the mRNA vaccines. He says they're not good for the immune system. I would listen to him before I'd listen to the New York Times or CNN, wouldn't you? We'll talk more about that uh, on the weekend show. Thank you very much for tuning us in, folks. And again, check out our fine stable of podcasters. You have this program, Pac-Man. You have uh, the Ken Burns Show. I hear Ken and Mike are going to start up their show again. Adrian Ross has a fine program she does for you on Tuesdays. My daughter, Madeline, with The Essentials with Maddie Flint. She is on Friday. So check out the podcasts. Go to the bmgnetwork.com. Check out the PAC Perspective, a column I write at least uh, once a week, sometimes twice a week, sometimes once every two weeks as the spirit moves me. But check it out. Some fine programming on the BMG Network. If you want to contact me directly, it's pacman, P-A-C-M-A-N, at the bmgnetwork.com, all lowercase. Thanks for tuning us in. And if the Lord wills it, we will talk to you soon. The Pac-Man Podcast was produced and edited in the BMG studio. Music by Kevin McLeod. For more episodes of the Pac-Man Podcast, go to the bmgnetwork.com or go to the BMG Network on Facebook. And be sure to tune into the next episode of the Pac-Man Podcast with Ted Flint.